0: Welcome to the Thrive College Podcast.
1: We're a group of students preparing for the calling God has on our lives. If you sense there's important work that God wants you to do, you're in the right place.
0: This is Season 3, All Things Relationships. Welcome back to episode four. Today in the studio, we are joined once again by Lisette and Cam, who have just the most awesome friendship group, and that's why they're on here talking about all things friendships, not with girls, that was the previous episode, but how do you be great friends with a guy? And we also have Cameron, because we thought that would be so awesome <laughs> to try to not get confused between the Cameron and the Cam, so I'm gonna do my best to keep those straight. Cam. So Cameron, tell us a little bit about your role at Adventure and then your incredible family.
2: Yeah. Well, I kind of have a hand in a little bit of everything. That does not sound like working at Bayside. (laughs) I know. You've probably never heard that before on the pod. Um, So one of the big areas that I lean into is groups. Um, I teach on the weekend. Um, And then really just assist Michael, who's our campus pastor, with uh, anything and everything campus specific. So love it yeah a little bit of everything it's fun
0: and your amazing family
2: to my amazing family so I'm uh, married an Australian woman named uh, Charmaine she's the, best. the uh, best objectively my better three quarters I don't even know if I'm 50 <laughs> percent at this point point. Uh, and then we have two beautiful kids Carter who's four and Zaya is two and you wouldn't know this but um, Charmaine's Australian but by blood, she's Chilean. And so our kids are very white, but they're technically half Chilean. So, nice. <clears throat> Little fun fact.
0: Fun fact. Okay, so uh, you came to Thrive College. You were part of our beta year class, but you worked with me in college ministry, yeah. which leads into talking a little bit more about Charmaine because this was the most epic start to a relationship yeah. ever. <laughs> so setting you guys up, literally, we were gonna we were doing some type of like series Dude, on worship. A worship series. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah, and I told you that I was going to interview Charmaine, yeah. who at this time was just this like imagine give me i'm not good with music give me a worship leader that everyone would know oh oh like the female equivalent of brandon lake she was basically like that to all of us at bayside lauren daigle lauren daigle 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 It's perfect she was like the lauren daigle of bayside everyone was slightly intimidated to talk to her i was like she said yes she's gonna come to our college ministry and so i'm gonna interview her then i was like that's a lot of girls on stage and so like I don't know, 30 minutes before the shore, our college ministry starts, I tell Kim, um, hey, you're going to interview her. (laughs) And during their interview, like this vibe emerged. Like the whole room, like at one point, Charmaine in her Australian accent said, oh, uh, my mom would love you. And oh. the room goes, ah! No, way. I just started freaking that out. That was when we lost the room. We lost the room. I, yeah, I literally can't even remember that we were talking about worship. Like, <laughs> I just, like had to reach back to my it memory. It became the
2: dating
1: show really fast there. It I sure got off the did. stage
2: and I had so many pictures of us texted oh. to me oh, from so Man. many people going, awesome. I'm calling this right now.
0: Yes. Okay. So from that moment, a very public start to a. Uh, initially friendship tell us about crossing from friendship into dating
2: the hard part was she wasn't working at Bayside she was yeah. still living in Nashville doing her music and um Bayside would just bring her out every you know once a month twice a month and so uh, we just started talking and she would come out and we would just chat you know she'd come we worship for college or um Whatever, and then that progressed, and we, we started going for long walks and and sharing you know worldviews and um, you know thoughts on God and life and family and it, I think it progressed very naturally, and we're both, mm-hmm. I think fairly like old souls, deep people, and so uh, it, it really just started with talking, uh, but there, there did come a point where I was like there was a breakdown in communication. It stopped flowing and I was like, it's over. We're, we're done. She's not interested anymore. Real optimist. Yeah, real optimist. <laughs> Guys have a very fragile ego. Oh. And, and I just told myself, I was like, I'm not going to go out like this. I'm going to make her say it. We're not just going to fade to black.
0: Nice. I'm going
2: to make her say it. Mm-hmm. And so I had one more push. And I just laid it all out there. And that was when she was like, I feel the same. And
0: Feel um, the same about friendship or something more?
2: <laughs> something more. Okay. No, I laid it out like, oh you? Hey, I'm definitely okay. interested in all this. Right. And, uh, and, and she felt the same. And the rest yes. is history. We got married in uh, Australia. You were there. Yes, that's right. And uh, Shane was in my it's wedding. Gonna... And
0: yeah. <clears throat> it's so epic. And if you see them today, they're just kind of, you can tell that, that friendship foundation was there because they're talking to each other. They're caring for each other. They're, you know, one's got the kids while the other person, like just this past week, we had a live recording of thrive worships, new album. Charmaine was on for that and you were backstage with the kids and you're there for each other in the way that, you know, friendship creates that bond between you. So I love that. So fun. Thanks for sharing the yeah, story. It's absolutely. always my favorite to rehear it. And how brave of you to just decide I'm not going to let it fade to black. What a great phrase. Like I'm going to actually pursue that clarity.
2: Yeah. So, I didn't want to wonder for yes. the, the worst. many years. Yeah. So yeah, I would rather just... If if you're going to punch me in the face, just do it. And and then we'll know. So good. Love it. You'll be prepared. If
0: you're dying to know Charmaine, she was actually on the podcast. So you can go back to season one and listen to her awesome episode. So with that, Lisette, what question do you want to kick us off with?
3: Yes. I think um, coming off of being friends with the guy first, say that person doesn't necessarily have feelings from yet but they just genuinely want to get to know the the person as a person and and be friends where's the line between being nice and friendly but not being like flirtatious or not the guy thinking that oh they're interested in me so like does she have a crush on me or whatever it is like from the guy's perspective what does that look like for a girl to reach out and be like hey do you want to hang out is that you know yeah, give off vibes of, like, <laughs> she's into me or what. Yeah, that's
0: good.
2: I think it probably, who, who? Go ahead. I think it probably depends a lot on uh, context and, uh, like, relational equity, you know, if it's a longstanding. Um, I didn't trust, you know, i worked with college students for so long as a college student. I didn't trust anybody. And, <laughs> Um, and so I was very careful with my female relationships because it's also different. I think when you're, you know, helping lead a ministry and you're on stage and I think things can very easily get misconstrued. Um, so I was really careful about that, but, um, so all of like my closest girlfriends were either fiance's or married to like my closest guy friends. Cause mm-hmm. I felt like at that point it was like, all right, they're safe. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> I know like we're good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I think, you know, I think like the great thing about thrive, uh, the great thing about serving together, the great thing about church, I think is you get to be around people just naturally. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, building off a of foundation of it being really organic because I think for guys, uh, we will immediately go there if it's just like out of the blue. Mm. There's not been a lot of that foundation laid. And it's like, hey, you wanna hang out? i like, yeah, <laughs> I do actually. <laughs> um, yes. So I, you know, I think the context definitely matters. I don't know if that's a very clear answer, but um, okay. women are not very clear. So <laughs> That can be very true.
0: That's so good. What good advice would you give to a guy who finds himself in that seat that you were in with Charmaine of just being like, I don't know what the status is here. I, she she could just think of me as a friend or she could not. How, how would you encourage someone to actually have that conversation?
2: Uh, two things. I think, the first one would be not rushing it. Um, I think in Christian culture too, like people get married really quick and mm. really young and really, yeah. um, I don't think you can ever have too much trust with somebody, but yeah. you can always have too little. And so I think when you don't let it kind of percolate and, and um, you, know, you don't let that foundation get laid, I think you can move too quick and you can mm-hmm. spook people and, and you can not be ready. So I think not moving too quick, Um, and then I think the second thing is, um, you know, it's something that Pastor Ray is so good at. And if you've been at Bayside for any amount of time, you've heard him say the same things 1 million times, but there's some brilliance to being really clear and over communicating. Mm -hmm. And so I think just when you like reach that point where you're like, okay, I think I'm ready to reveal where I'm at or be honest where I'm at, like being very direct, Mm -hmm. because I think when... (laughs) You know, hormones are going crazy, and mm. I think there's a yeah. lot of room for miscommunication, and yeah. I think just being really clear. And a lot of times we're afraid of being really clear because if it's a no, then right. it's pretty clear it was a no. Right. Whereas if you're kind of dancing around and you're not getting the right vibes, you like, well, maybe there's still a – like, I think just being clear and mm. just, yeah, just That's being really good. direct.
3: Yeah, to piggyback off of that, I even think of um how – it might be super clear to the two people, but a lot of times I think the social pressures, mm. like especially in the church, I think we all love relationship. We love, love, we love to match people up. And that can sometimes construed like what the relationship actually is. And so one thing my friend actually told me was when you're having a friendship with a guy or even a friend- guy, friendship with a girl, that's like, when you guys are just hanging out and together, what are your talk what, like what are you talking about? Is it something that if anyone else were to sit in that conversation, is that like healthy or is that misleading or misguiding in any direction mm-hmm. that would make people think like, oh, you guys need to talk about something because <laughs> there's something happening you know mm-hmm. um, but I always thought of that as really good It's like keeping it clear, meaning if there was a clear door, then it would be fine and nobody would be confused and Lead it. Right. Yeah. So, like,
0: yeah. if someone wandered in and you're just having this emotional heart-to-heart, yeah. and they'd be like, "I feel awkward mm-hmm. <laughs> entering this," as yeah. opposed to just if someone could walk up and you'd be like, "Yeah, join the conversation." Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good place to be. Yeah.
2: And I think it's really good. Um, you know, it was something that I think we talk about at one of the intensive mm-hmm. um, relationships, or one of the other ones. But history sharing mm-hmm. and not not sharing stuff that's too heavy, too quick. Mm-hmm. Because relationships are like a bridge and all of them have different load capacity. And if the relationship has not been built into something that can hold a heavy load Mm -hmm. and you're like, "Yeah, I've got all this trauma from my past. It's like, here you go. (laughs) It creates uh, two things. It fractures the relationship because it's not strong enough to carry that load. But then on, on your end uh, it creates in you a fear of, pulling out or a fear mm. of uh, being the one to end it because yeah, now you wow. feel like yeah. I'm going to make all of this worse right. and so it's kind mm. of an unfair uh, mm. tactic because right. um, you're you're kind of forcing the other person to, to stick around
3: mm. <clears throat> Can That's I ask a, another question? Of course um, That makes me think of um, I don't, it's not a term that I would say is in the Bible but I've heard a lot in the Christian community is soul ties like when it comes to talk like talking about really deep spiritual stuff with another person that that can almost like bond the two together and be really difficult if that were to not end well or break up or separate from each other. How do you prevent that from happening? If that even is a thing and like, what does that look like? What do you know about soul ties?
2: (laughs) Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) I'm writing my dissertation on soul ties. Um, I don't know. I, think, you know. I think that's where you have to be careful not to let your emotions get the better of you. Um, because I think, I think everybody on a human level wants to be seen and everybody on a human level has suffered. And so I think that's something that, that uh, naturally I think builds credibility. You know, like If you and I sit down and we don't know each other and I'm like, hey, look what I've been through, um, that means something. And, um, and so I think, I think we all want to be seen in that. We want to share that stuff. Um, but again, you know, like Charmaine and I spent many, many, many hours walking and we also did that not in the public eye. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I went to a park by her house and we just do laps around the park and nobody knew that we were hanging out. Mm -hmm. So trying to avoid that social pressure. Um, but you know, like I think asking yourself, like if this doesn't go beyond just friends, what am I? What am I going to want to walk away with this person, mm-hmm. knowing you know? Because mm-hmm. naturally, if you go, well, I want to marry this person, then all bets are off. You know, you're eventually sharing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it doesn't go that far, and we don't like to plan for that, you know, we always are eternal optimists when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know, if you go, if this doesn't go beyond just friends, it's not fair for me to place this burden on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think, you know, if you have good people in your corner and you can keep your emotions in check, I think you feel as the relationship progresses when it's appropriate to keep, you know, getting close to developing that yeah. soul tie, I guess. Good. I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah no, <laughs> <laughs> I've read no books on soul ties, so I'll take that. That's a good answer. Um, I really love what you were saying earlier though, about going back to kind of maybe the beginning of a relationship between a guy and girl, even a friendship, is that the adage is true that time really does tell all. Especially for guys, we love to just hop in and just get going, like run. We'll go 60 miles per hour in a relationship or a friendship. But for those who are out there who are wondering, man, maybe this could be a friendship and something more, really take time. Like just slow down, have those conversations, have those walks. Because um, in three months, like we were talking about on the last episode, Guys, emotions, they don't really know all of them that well, right? Mm. And they change pretty often, especially being a younger guy. So just take your time. Like you'll figure it out. Give it a few months. Slow down. Um, and I want to ask you a question going back to the friendship realm of things with, with girls. Um, what have been some of the best experiences or uh, teaching moments between you and a girl that you've just been friendship? Like what have you learned? What have you gained from that? Uh, you can go to maybe you and
2: Charmaine or another person. Um I think it's uh, a good question. I think ultimately you know whether <clears throat> I think the same is true whether it's a girl that's a friend or if it's a girl that's becoming more than a friend I think ultimately like you have to be a safe space um and I think you know again whether that's um a girl that's a friend or a girl that's going to become more I think for them to know that like I'm here And I'm not going to step over any of your boundaries. Um, And I'm a safe place for you to come to without fear of this getting weird or progressing into a weird. Yeah, that's good. um, And, uh, you know, that's what I tell a lot of younger people who are looking to get into relationships, especially guys, mostly guys, is um, she needs to know that you don't need anything from her. Mm. Um, because I also think that's one of the reasons as guys, we sometimes jump into quick is because we need something from the other person. Hmm. And I think the healthiest way to build a relationship is if you're both contributing, because if you jump into it and you just need her to affirm you or to validate you, Hmm. uh, it's going to get unhealthy really quick. And as guys, it's really easy to practice that with female friends, Hmm. Um, because there's naturally that, that boundary there that this can't go beyond, you know, such and such. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's probably the most important thing. Because it doesn't change when you get married. Uh, your wife, I think one of the things that, you know, you have a lot of misconceptions about marriage before you get married. That's and right. um, uh, it's like the weirdest thing. But you get married and that does not automatically mean that you fully trust your spouse forever, no questions asked you have to keep building that trust and maintaining that trust and that equity. And, you know, it's not just like, I have a ring on my finger. And now all of that is, you know, the friendship has to remain, you know, a core piece of, of who you are. And so that continues well beyond marriage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good.
0: I just want to like put an exclamation point on what you said about, Like one of the greatest skills you can learn in being friends with a girl, one of the greatest gifts you can give to women being friends with a girl is to be a safe place. Like I cannot tell you how many um, women I talk to in this life season of just being like, man, I just I just want someone watching out for me. Like I just want someone that I know that I can trust and rely on. And I've been in a weird situation a lot of times in Thrive College where I just know both sides. Like I know the guy's side, I know the girl's side. And I know maybe that DTR happened and they sat down and, and a guy was like, hey, I need you to tell me whether this you're interested or not. And the girl is like, I'm going to choose clarity so I'm not But she can come into my office and she's gonna be like, I don't know, like I'm still figuring it out, right? And so I'm never gonna be the go-between. I'm never gonna tell the guy. But what I want to do is go tell the guy like, okay, now is your moment, now is your moment where you're going to prove to her if you're truly safe. If you are in it for the friendship to get something more, or if you are in it to be a good friend. And sometimes being a good friend means not being the person she calls at 3am to tell sob stories to. But maybe it Mm -hmm. says smile at her, say hello to her, even if it's a little awkward for a bit, you know, just still act like a good normal human being instead of icing her out because she didn't take the relationship further. And what I know is if he would show that type of faithfulness, there's like such a high probability. Not always. I don't want you to hear the wrong thing. Like, let's not go how I met your mother situation. (laughs) Like sometimes a no is a no, but sometimes that, that consistency, that reliability creates the safety space for a girl to actually feel out how she's feeling and for feelings to grow. And so whether or not you get what you want out of the relationship in terms of something more, I think learning that skill of being a safe place So huge. Love that.
2: Yeah. Well, and and to continue to, uh, because in marriage, you don't always get what you want. That's right. But you still have to, you still have to be a safe place. You still Mm -hmm. have to be supportive. You still have to be, you know, there's always a give and take and you're always working with the other person. And so Mm -hmm. if, if, if consistently all of your relationships are like, I want what I want when I want it. (laughs) And if I don't get that. I'm out. out. That's not safe for anybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, it doesn't just stop once you get married.
0: If you found yourself listening to the podcast and thinking, these are my people, how do I get more people like this in my life? Well, apply to Thrive College. Go to mythrivecollege.com slash apply. We are for 18 to 25 year olds who want to prepare for the calling that God has on their life. And if you've loved listening in and getting to know our staff and students, then apply today. We would love to start the journey of helping prepare you for your calling. So I know... You had great friends growing up, Cameron. Um, You had just a crew of guys that you were always hanging out with. And I also know that there were moments where that friendship absolutely blew up. And you had the same thing in college. I don't know about the blow up part of it, but you had great guy friends. And then Cam, we had you and all the guys from the Matrix friend group over for tacos one night. (laughs) You guys were just, it was like Shane and I were not even in the room. You- Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. In. In the best it was way our possible, it was our house. I thought you came over to hang out with us, but it's fine. No, but you guys were just reminiscing, telling stories about you guys' hangs, and just, you were killing each other. Like you were always, you were laughing so hard, just remembering.
1: I thought you were laughing with us, but maybe not. I oh, was rapping. laughing
0: You're with you. you. laughing
3: at us,
1: yeah. I
0: Definitely, you guys were like completing each other's sentences in a way I didn't fully catch the story. <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is you guys both know what it's like to have great guy friendships. And I know at least for you, Cam, you know what it's also like to be betrayed in those friendships and have to work through that. So, tell us, give us some tips for how guys can best be friends with other guys.
1: That's really good. La- on the last episode, Rachel Annis said um, about competitiveness that when girls don't know each other really well, uh, they're more competitive. And then as they get to get closer and talk and really understand each other, they get less competitive. Hmm. With my experience at least, it's been the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. When I'm first meeting a guy, I, you know, I just want to be a friend, I want to be kind, that kind of stuff. No competitive, right? I'll let him beat me in a game of ping pong, basketball, whatever it is. I like
0: that you, have, you would let him. I would let him, right? Because
1: he couldn't, you know, it <laughs> really? doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> um, and then as we get closer, uh, and this is, I'm sure this is true for anybody who is close to me, that we get incredibly competitive Mm -hmm. incredibly competitive and I think it's it's good to understand that that is not a bad thing But it needs to be managed because I've seen it in my own life and other people people's lives Mm -hmm. destroy relationships Um, The comparison just goes crazy Mm -hmm. that guy got a girlfriend uh, That guy is doing this sport that guy is doing this this is whatever it is and it can be like well No, this is my friend Uh, where did this come from. I wasn't like this before um, but as you just get closer and closer and, and learn to understand each other, you can kind of see the flaws of that person more so yeah, right. and you start judging them for those flaws and be mm-hmm. like, well, they're doing this, but these people don't know that about him, right? right. Uh, he doesn't deserve this, so, so on and so forth. So I think it's important to just realize that for most guys, I think it's going to happen mm-hmm. and just be ready for it. Have open, honest conversations. It is not less manly, it is not shameful to talk about your feelings, and how you're you know, in a relationship with a guy, right? It is, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Um, just be open, be honest, and a little bit of competitiveness isn't a bad thing.
3: Love it.
2: Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if I've ever felt competitive in life with my closest friends, um, you know, outside of maybe in one incident in high school. Um, <laughs> Dating the same girl will, will do that. Wow.
1: Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> At the same time, or like
2: maybe. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Uh, <laughs> still dun, dun, friends, dun. To still, still friends. friends to this day. Still friends to this day. We believe in uh, the God
3: of second chances. He redeems. <laughs> he redeems. <laughs>
2: I think, uh, yeah, competitiveness is is really big, and you know, people I think it will tell you in leadership and in life with friends. Right. Don't be the smartest person in the room. So with friendship, what does that mean? It's like, don't be, you know, the most talented, the the hardest working that you should have friends that are more than that. Uh, But I think there's a big difference between making people feel inferior and making people want to be better. Mm. And I think with my closest group of friends who I've been friends with for anywhere from 10 to 20, 25 years now, um, I've never felt inferior Mm. with them. Um, They have made me want to be better. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've never felt like it's a competition from them. And so I don't think I've ever given that back. Yeah. And I think sometimes you get around people and they, they kind of start posturing. And, you know, Charmaine and I, even as a couple, the people that we enjoy spending time with the most are people where there's not a lot of, it's just, this is who we are, mm-hmm. the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. And there's this, there's a comfort in that. And so I think I gravitate to people like that. And then I try to be a person like that because yeah. again, it goes back to, you know, being a safe, a safe place. And, mm-hmm. and uh, people are safe when you know who they are and they're not afraid to, you know, so I think, yeah, I mean, probably more has to do with the people around me than anything that I've done or been. Um, But I think, you know, they all make me want to be a better person, but they've never made me feel like less of a a man or less of a leader.
0: Yeah. How did you deal with that friendship that you just utter betrayal? Probably on both sides. It felt that way. How how is it that you are still friends?
2: To be honest, (laughs) we talk about it. I have no idea. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, the story goes, you know, as high school, one of my best friends, um, I start dating a girl. I move away. Uh, he starts dating her. I move back. Dun,
1: dun, dun. That's we already, you not don't, you don't do that. We start do dating again. Yeah.
2: Uh, and then somewhere along the lines, we find out that like there was probably overlap and we were probably dating at the same time. We didn't know. And uh, I was this whole thing. And the
0: girl <laughs> was someone that I mentored. It was really, really so It's fault. my fault. Yeah,
1: you should have known this,
0: Dino. She's uh, like, "Wait, I, I thought his name was Cameron." <laughs> oh, so awkward. What are you talking about again? Dina yeah. was fomenting was insurrection yeah. behind the scenes. Wow. You can tell what a great discipler I am. Like how how I move people towards good life choices. Not
2: only that, but Shane uh, taught me how to play poker. Oh yeah. And took my money. Yeah. So he... really, you guys <laughs> have had a net <laughs> negative impact on my
0: life. <laughs> I also Killia brought you to Bayside, or right, that was Shane. That yeah, what have shame. I done in your life? Yeah. I need so to make he, amends. He's
2: like a net neutral now. I put now. you
0: on the panel with Charmaine. That was redemption.
2: All right. Okay, we're good. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> um, yeah, to be honest, I have I have no idea. <laughs> I wish I could I wish I could give you some David and Jonathan answer. Oh my goodness. Um, but, you know, I think uh I so I just had a conversation with a, a woman about leaving the church mm-hmm. and um just some frustrations and feelings that, that she had, we got to the end of the conversation. She's like, so what do you think? And I'm like, well, I think this is probably a, a pretty bad reason to leave the church. <laughs> and you know, I think the same is true in friendships and, uh, there are good reasons I think to end a friendship and there are, yeah. you know, not so good reasons to, to end a friendship. And so I think on some level we both realized that we both were probably not great friends. Mm-hmm. Um, And we both realized that we wanted that friendship more than the relationship. Yeah. Um, And and you know we're friends twenty five plus years now. So love that. Somehow we made it. You made it. (laughs) Still laugh about it.
0: Man, the the thought of that ever happening to girls without like hours of conversation oh, wow. of just working through that drama. that's i do actually appreciate that dynamic in guys friendship is sometimes you just you have this soul understanding like we're moving forward mm-hmm. like we're moving past this yeah and yeah. each person's going to do the work necessary to move past it yeah. i like that very cool cam did you think of your question
3: I have a question. If you Not do.
1: really. Yeah, go
0: ahead.
3: Um, <laughs>
0: it's gone. It's gone forever. <laughs> it's so gone. He
3: Maybe it came over here. In the
0: um, <laughs> what if he says, that's it?
3: That's okay, one. might be. Let's see. So if you have a friendship with a guy and uh, you are you guys are really close, how can, how can the girl best encourage and at the same time challenge uh, that person in their faith um, or just in life in general? Is that like... Something that the girl can do is that a place that she can hold, or like how do you go about that best encouraging and supporting him
2: yeah uh so I think all guys um all guys have a deep deep need and drive to be um to be valued and to be you know that's a a huge human thing but um but we also know that like fatherlessness is. Um, rampant right now, broken homes, rampant right now. You know, that's a big part of my story. And um, so uh, there's a lot of guys with daddy issues and that creates a lot of really insecure Mm. um, men. And so I think men always need to be grounded in, um, again, like a safe relationship, but always need to be grounded in uh, people in their lives, whether it be male or female going, hey, I see you and you're somebody worth being seen. Um, and you know respect you and um I, I think you know encouragement costs us very little but it goes a really long way mm-hmm. and I think uh there's a lot of guys broken home or not present father or not a lot of guys who are starving for encouragement mm-hmm. and I think it 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 drives them to do a lot of not great things to fill that void mm-hmm. um so I would be careful not being too effusive in, in your praise, or else you'd know, be like, "Wow, this really digging me." <laughs> um, you know, and that's where I think that's where I think specifics uh, help more than generalities. Mm-hmm. Like instead of going, "Man." You are so amazing and I just love who you are and how you like good lord like <laughs> I can't do anything wrong and being like hey how you handled that mm-hmm. I think was really admirable and you showed a lot yeah. of character and a lot of, like being very specific I think is is very reassuring and encouraging and and I think reduces the chances of me going she's really into me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> going good. um going back to an earlier question like, how do we tell whether someone is interested or not? Um, Some of the best advice I've ever had is like, especially guys, guys, radars are always up for when a girl is treating them differently. Like that is just what their radar is looking for. And so if you're going to do that encouragement, but you want to not send the wrong message, I think just make sure he's not the only person but that, you know, yeah. so in, within the matrix, mm. if you're gonna be encouraging matrix to Matrix is our, our fan
3: group, by the way. Yes, I don't that's right, I sorry, that. <laughs> in this episode,
0: right. Uh, matrix is the awesome friendship group that Cam and Lissa are part of, and so you would you would say something encouraging to Cam, and not being weird, but like maybe in a few days you would you would single out something about Lance or Matt, and so that Cam's not like, oh, I thought, you know, she only encouraged me, and that radar doesn't, she? how she, dare she? yeah. <laughs> Exactly, I think guys' radar is specifically up for that, and um, weirdly enough, girls' radar is not up for that, but it should be. <laughs> <laughs> like this is something yeah. that girls can learn. So if you're like, um, he opened the door for me, um, yeah. He did. Did he open the door for like seven other people after you? Because that matters. Because typically... But I walked in first. Yeah, but it was me. It was me. He just felt obligated for everything. Like, that's the stuff. That's the nonsense Mm. girls do. But (laughs) (laughs) I think... Guys are very good for the most part about being intentional when they are interested in women about doing things differently for her. Mm -hmm. That's just something that they will do. So girls could stand to have their radar up a little bit more and girls be conscious that guys radar is up. So if you're constantly treating him in a different way than you are the other guys in the room, that's probably going to communicate a message you may or may not. Um, but that leads me to a great question, because I obviously, at the end of maybe Thrive College or a few years from now, want both Cam and Lissette to be married to awesome people, yeah. or at least in a serious relationship. Do you <laughs> want to ask cam Rin? It's not, not Cam. 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 <laughs> yeah, cam I was doing so well. cam Rin, how to win a guy over? Yes.
3: How do I get game, bro? That's what I want to know. How do I win over the guy? Goodness. Goodness.
2: Goodness. Oh, really awkward saying that. Girl. Do guys like romance? Um, I think so. Yeah. well, I mean I should, probably. Uh my father in law would have a very different answer. (laughs) But we're working through it. Um we're working through it. Well, I was just gonna say, maybe this maybe this pertains to this, is that I think one thing that sticks out to people on this side of a relationship or this side of a marriage is um, you know, how people act when they're single is is a really good indicator of how they're gonna act once they're in a relationship, mm-hmm. right So as a, as a girl, if you're looking at guys to potentially you know take that next step with um, guys who, who are serially talking to a lot of girls or serially <clears throat> um, you know in that space might be a little bit of a turnoff because I think it creates a question mm-hmm. in your mind once we get into a relationship, is that going to stop? Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier with marriage, there's a lot of things that carry into your marriage that don't just magically go away. Right. Which is why, you know, you probably are looking for somebody who, and this is something that I tried to do. Um, when I was in college ministry before I met Charmaine is I'm single, but I'm going to do my best to act like I'm in a relationship. Because then once I am in a relationship, Mm. nothing drastically has to change. I don't have all these female friends that I have to cut out of my life because it's now weird because I've got this other, you know what I mean? Um, You want somebody who has built that foundation in in their life. Um, And then I think, you know, here's a non-sexy answer. (laughs) How old are you, Lisette? 21. 21. So uh, the non-sexy answer is, I think, What's really attractive to men who are interested in somebody for the long haul and not just looking for a girlfriend Mm. is is somebody who's who's doing their thing. Mm. And I don't think there's, you know, I don't think there's a shortcut to quality relationships. I don't think there's anything that you can like, Okay, I'm going to start doing this and then I'm (laughs) going to start attracting this like next level of
3: last episode. We asked the question. Yeah, Like to Rachel about how to get a girl and she said oh girls love when guys laugh And so Cameron, or sorry, I didn't make that are yeah. funny and then Karen's like I gotta be funny I just gotta get <laughs> that's the girl a shortcut. To laugh, that's a shortcut, but it's also a good tip sorry.
1: Well it's not that easy being funny but, go <laughs> but
2: <yeah.
0: laughs> It's gonna take some work, okay, don't expect it yeah. to happen yeah. overnight So one thing
2: yeah. you said, you said uh, one of your favorite things about you or one thing that you're like proudest of is was your empathy so one thing Caleb Kaltenbach, who's a friend of Bayside's, told me one time is there's mm. no such thing as quick empathy. Mm. Like there's no way for you to arrive in an empathetic worldview or a relationship if you have not spent time in that relationship or with those people, mm. right? Empathy takes time to develop. You don't just show up and you're like, man, I, I feel for you. I start <laughs> you start know? weeping. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I think the same is true with relationships. There's mm. no There's no shortcut. And, you know, I think for you at 21 to be looking at like, man, this is something that I really want. I think personally, um, when you let that steer the ship, it leads you probably down roads you don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you start feeling like I have to start doing something, you start pushing from my own life experience with God outside of you know, my faith, like any time. I have pushed when I shouldn't be pushing. It's not ended well. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least with my story with Charmaine, like it happened because I wasn't in a season where I was pushing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, doing you is <laughs> is is option A1, as, mm-hmm. as non-sexy as that is. Yeah.
3: yeah. That's good. good. Very is that, good. Is that our last?
2: Can I ask?
0: Um. Yeah. You no, we're it. Off? Yeah. Okay. And then, did you have another one or? Cameron's question is in have. the void.
1: Yeah. Is so <laughs> it's so outer space. You can moment. have a
0: different question.
1: That's
2: got to be that question. <laughs> <laughs> I He's was like trying I'm
0: to it. It. I got
2: seven others, but that one. I just... That one.
1: <laughs> No. Just go ahead. Okay, okay. Lisette, okay. You got
3: it. Um. I'm just curious. Is because I feel like I in my head kind of know the answer, and it it can be like an obvious thing. But do you feel like men are the one? who should pursue, continue in pursuing that friendship into a uh, a further relationship? Or is is it like almost, I don't know if it's unattractive for guys if women were to like pursue or be upfront and just be like, hey, this is how I feel or whatever.
2: I think there's there's two sides of this coin. And this is something we talk about the relationships retreat or intensive. Um, On one side, guys are really dumb. And the radar so that Dina talked about so is not very fine-tuned, <laughs> and so uh, we need help. We need mm. a lot of help, which is why going into my, you know, relationship mm. with Charmaine like I'm just gonna make her say it because I'm not smart enough to like piece together all of these signs. And uh, so I think they need help. So I do think it's a good idea for a girl to give a really clear green light. Mm. Uh, I would also say that it's been my experience, at least in our marriage, like Charmaine is so much more, uh, intentional about the, the deeper parts of our relationship. I tend to settle into like a business partnership. Like we're doing life, we're raising kids, we're paying bills. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I settle into. And she's like, well, yeah, but like, let's get our hearts together and let's, let's make sure that that soul tie is, is strong and healthy. And so I do think it's important. Not and and you know, I don't think just to go like, yeah, old fashioned, like you know, the guy should be the one to pursue. I think it gets lost in like, oh, that's a really traditional like mm. gender roles. Some of that stuff is in place for good reason. And I think by and large, not always, but in general, the guy needs to learn how to pursue a woman like what we were talking about earlier, needs to learn how to pursue a woman when they're Mm -hmm. not feeling it, when they're not maybe getting everything that Mm -hmm. they want. Like a guy, I think, really has to learn how to do that because they're going to be doing that for the rest of their lives, Mm -hmm. right? He doesn't stop pursuing you the day that you guys say your vows, the day that you get married. Mm -hmm. It's the rest of your life. And, uh, guys historically are not great at <laughs> doing that. So I do think it's important for you as a woman to know that mm-hmm. you've got a guy who's going to keep fighting for your marriage yeah. when, mm-hmm. when it's on the rocks or when you guys are struggling or who's fighting for your marriage, when you guys aren't sleeping because you got young kids in the house and you know what I mean? Like you want to know that, you know, that, you know, that at the end of the day, you've got somebody who's willing to fight for you regardless of how they feel or that's, that's why I think it's important. That's
0: yeah. That's so good. I I think about the book of Ruth in regards to this question and, you know, did Ruth pursue Boaz? And if you're just like, what is the story of Ruth? Go read it in the Bible. Um, It's a great, great love story. So Ruth ultimately... Um, on the advice of her mother-in-law she goes and she like lays down at Boaz's feet which is a like, very interesting scene you're like is that's this... a green
2: light yes that's
0: the clear green light I mean she was so putting herself out there and I think about that story and it was like hey did she pursue Boaz I think she was clear she gave the clear green light but what the story doesn't say is that she went every night and laid at his feet until finally he was like I'm okay let's all right I guess so so I think women can stand to be a little less hesitant to give the clear green light especially in Christian culture which absolutely punishes guys for asking girls out, it's so weird. It's like we're upset that they don't and we're upset that they do and it just puts them in a really rough spot. And so in this weird Christian culture that we have, it's okay to be very clear in saying, hey, I am interested in you. Do with that what you wish. And my sister Jen, she follows all these, um, all these um, Instagrams about relationships and she's like, you know, it's always actually been the case that women had a pretty active role in pursuing really? a relationship. Like you think about the old scene of a guy being like, hello, did you drop this handkerchief? And then the woman's like, why yes I did. <laughs> you know, it's like the guy's just going about, like doing life.
1: We just need to bring back handkerchiefs is Let,
0: what we need. That is the clear green light. <laughs> yes. yes, I dropped my handkerchief. I like
2: Nowadays, the, it's like the phone. hug and rub and nose. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty clear green light. We
0: didn't talk about this on okay, the wait, camera. Okay wait, <laughs> earlier. <laughs> People are like so confused. Okay, pre-podcast we always play yeah. a warm-up game where we answer questions and, yeah. And yeah, we learned something weird about the way han- yeah. uh, Lisette handles conflict. It's a
3: discipline yeah, discipline to get us to, to be able to have a conversation <laughs> exactly. and to hug and rub noses to get yeah. along. But
0: yeah. yeah, which we don't officially recommend on the podcast, no. but if you want to know more, um, you got to come hang out with Lisette and meet her and yep. hear that story. If, <laughs>
2: if, though, you're in a relationship and you want to be out of the relationship... <laughs> It might be a good tactic to employ. Yeah,
0: there you go. Perfect. So landing the podcast here, um, girls, don't be afraid to give that clear green light, but respect it if he does nothing with it, because that means he's not pursuing it. So if it's a green light and he's not going through that Mm -hmm. green light, then that's a red light for you, and you can change course. Um, Final words, Cameron?
2: Well, I think with that, you would much rather have a guy who... Um, you have to give a really clear green light for him you know, to go through that intersection than a guy who keeps going through a red light. Mm, um, wow, that's good. So give the green light when you're ready, but that's the guy that you'd rather be with.
1: The really dense guys is who you want to go for. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that you have to
0: communicate. <laughs> so love it. Do feet. you want that to be your last word, Kim? Absolutely. <laughs> the guys are dense. That's who you want. Perfect. All right. Well, next episode, we're going to be talking about something that absolutely trips up most relationships, and that is the whole topic of boundaries. And so here's the deal. We so often, we get the relationship of our dreams, and then we end up making some really stupid mistakes. And they're stupid because we took something we valued, and instead of safeguarding it, we um, we just did something that we did not want to do. So if you have ever wrestled with feeling like, man, this relationship is going places I don't want it to go, make sure to listen to the next episode. Myself and my husband, Shane, will be on and we have just a great conversation about that. But thank you, Cameron. Legends. Cameron, thank you for being here today. And Lissette and Cam, keep being awesome friends with your group and um, thanks for sharing all your wisdom and your fun with us. Thanks for joining the conversation with us. If you loved what you heard, subscribe and share this podcast. To connect with and learn more about us, you can find us on Instagram at Thrive College or visit us at mythrivecollege.com. And finally, leave us a rating and review on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. We'd love to hear from you. Prayers for you as you
2: live the life God has called you to live.